Hey, and welcome back to Arrow Women. We are so excited that you decided to listen in today and join us. Um, we are going to go full force right now into Bathsheba. And I, I feel like we're just going to hit this one out of the park, guys, because I was rereading her story today. And can I just be honest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that I heard her preached is not what I got at all. She's not who you thought she was. Yeah. I felt like I, uh, the, she was judged inappropriately. I feel like the word, the phrase that the Holy Spirit kept saying the whole time I read her story was, the story is not as it appears, Lindsay. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Yeah. So. We're going to dive into Bathsheba. So, girls, who wants to go first? Shadira, you want to do your, like, rollout thing? I feel like you, like, roll the platform out for us. I will do it, but <laughs> next time, someone else is doing it, okay? Yes, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> but you do so well. I love how you, Thank like, you. roll the, the character out for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, well, um, Bathsheba, we are in Second Samuel. <laughs> Her story can be found in 2 Samuel 11 through 12. Um, Yeah, this is a very, oh, I feel a lot of things about Bathsheba, but let's just just start with the fact that she was minding her own business, taking a bath. (laughs) That's right. Um, So King David, this is who we're, you know, we're finding the story centered around. It's King David. And at this point, King David has been king for quite some time. So um, you can kind of see that he's getting a little older, a little wearier, a little less um, excited or enthusiastic about um, how he's leading. And we find Bathsheba falling into King David's one and only great sin against God, right? So he, um, he falls under this lust that he has for a woman that he sees across the way on her roof taking a bath and she's beautiful and she's got a body like whoa you know so he's staring and he's doing his manly thing um the Bathsheba is actually taking a bath after the end of her menstrual cycle so back then there was this we talked about it with Esther for a little bit right like there was this this period of uh purification that happens after women have their menstrual cycle so this is around what we can think of as like the ovulation period. Sorry if there's gents listening, but we're going to talk about it, okay? Hey, um, <laughs> welcome to the way women were created. Welcome you don't know it now, women. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so she's, um, she's around her ovulation period and um, she's doing this ritual. At the end of the ritual, she takes this bath and it's on the roof of where she lives. And Bathsheba is the wife of Uriah, who is a Hittite, and he is one of David's strong men, one of David's guys um, that has kind of been loyal to the king for a long time. And she actually comes from a lineage of God-fearing um, people. I think, I can't remember her father's name, but he was also a friend of the king. No. Um, what's uh, his name? Uh, uh, I think it's Eliam or something. Eliam, yeah. something like that. Um, so yeah, so her... Her father's a friend of the king. Her husband is a servant of the king. And um, she's just yeah. a, what we know to be kind of just a good woman. We don't know much about Bathsheba's character. Um, and, and throughout the story, uh, we're kind of left to guess what she's thinking. So we'll talk more about her story. But anyway, so where we are in the story now, like I said, he's seen her taking a bath and he's decided he must have her. Um, she's just that beautiful. So he basically calls her over. Um, and what he did I the call deduce, her over though. 
<laughs> what? Just, he, he, just, he sent a messenger. He didn't call her. They <laughs> okay, took he her. sent someone to summon Take her. her. <laughs> he took her. Yes. Um, let's I'm not. Sorry, yeah, you know what? In. No, it's fine because I think we don't want to. We don't want to downplay, downplay what David's sin actually okay. is, right? So lust, lust leads him to do something that is so out of character from the King David that we know. He he sends for this woman and he sleeps with her. Um, some people would consider this rape, right? Some people would consider this um, taking something that's not yours because she's a married woman and he knows her husband. Yeah, um, right. So so this happens and she gets pregnant he tries to come up with a plan to have her husband sleep with Bathsheba to make it look like if she gets pregnant, well, she tells him she, that she's pregnant, but he comes up with a plan to have Uriah sleep with her to kind of mask um, his possibility of being the father. The problem is Uriah is a good guy <laughs> and he does not do it. Um, he's He's gone to battle and he's decided like, I'm in army mode. I'm not going to do that. We don't do that during... Um, you know, times of battle. So I'm not going to go home. I'm going to stay here. So that messes up King David's plan because he was really trying to get him to sleep with his wife so that the pregnancy appeared to be his. Um, but when it doesn't happen, he's like, oh, this is not going away. This woman is pregnant. They're going to know that it was me. Let's kill him. So basically he devises a new plan to send Uriah to the front of battle, to the front lines, knowing that there's a good chance he's going to get killed. Um, so he does this and Uriah does get killed. Um, and it's just a really devastating situation for Bathsheba because she had no idea that this was going to happen, right? She didn't know she was going to lose her husband. She didn't know that uh, the king would do such a thing. But now um, King David has done this and he decides the the noble thing to do would be to take Bathsheba as, as my wife. Um, so she, she becomes um, one of his wives. Now... Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that as well is that the Lord steps in here. Uh, God is like, no, that was not okay. Um, and he basically says that because you did this, your son is going to die. It's going to be a boy and he's going to die. Um, and that's going to be your punishment. So he forgives David, but he still has a consequence for that sin. Um, and very quickly, you also see, just to touch on King David for a second, we're not going to focus on him, but... Um, you very quickly see how lust turns to adultery, turns to murder. Um, so yeah. that sin becomes a very slippery slope very quickly for King David. And God is like, no, that's not okay. So yeah, so that's kind of the picture. And and where do we take it from there, ladies? Yes. So that, that's funny. Go ahead, Lindsay. Good. Um, yeah, so I feel like whenever I was taught this story, it was like, Bathsheba was almost in cahoots with him after it was like she was prancing around naked or something um <laughs> I'm just gonna go there and that she was like trying to taunt seducing him. or seduce him like that's how I was taught the story but I yeah. read it like in multiple um so I my normal bible is in the ESV but I went to multiple translations today because there was just two verses that I could just not get away from um and if you like Shadira laid a picture out for you, but if you go back into 11 and verse 2, it says, It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a, wo a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. 
I was always told that she was bathing on her roof, but the more I kept reading this in different translations, I think, I don't know, I just had this picture in my head as I kept reading this. My guess is that most of the women went in the evening to bathe either in a pool within the kingdom where they had like a bathing pool or like in a river close by or like a pool of water is the first thing I just kept seeing her. And she literally is minding her own business, as Shadira said. And first of all, King David wasn't even supposed to be there, guys. He was supposed to be at war. (laughs) Okay. So problem number one is that King David is not with his men. He's stayed behind, which is your first like fall right there. Not saying that he fell, but like he should have been at war. Every king went to war with their people. And so mm-hmm. you see like this one choice spiral backwards and backwards and backwards. And it just does not go well for him. Um, and then the fact that the other thing that really stuck out to me is that her name Bathsheba, she's called Bathsheba once. And that's when people identify her to King David. But everything yeah. else says she, she, she. And I felt like they don't like... I feel like that to me was like, well, that's kind of really messed up. Like they don't even acknowledge Bathsheba as part of the story, except for when she's first identified. And then they refer to her as she throughout the story and then back to King David the whole time. And to me, I felt immediately like, wow, like identity being stolen right there. Like you're Mm -hmm. a she. Uh, And then the second verse, like if you kept reading, it says David's son inquired about the woman. It doesn't even say inquired about Bathsheba. It says about the woman. And one said, is this not Bathsheba? So David sent his messengers and took her. If you actually look up the word took in in the uh, Hebrew right here, it means to seize or to grab or like to remove for the most part. So she's literally bathing. And these soldiers, I'm assuming, or footmen of David, literally come up to her why she's naked i'm assuming bathing and say you need to come with us or like basically sees her i don't i feel like we were taught that she like got a choice to go but like when a Mm -hmm. king takes you it you don't really get a choice in this day like i feel like we need to lay that like kind of like esther like we talked about like you don't get a choice when the king says come you come or you can be beheaded or you could be killed or like like there's consequences for not going into that um yeah yeah, no, I, when I was reading it, it, part of it was something that came to me was maybe she didn't know, right? So when the soldiers come and take her, she's not thinking or they're not telling her, oh, by the way, the king. Yeah, exactly. You. you know, you know, it's and I think I, you know, when I read, I think, OK, she's done bathing and she's at home and someone knocks on the door and here are these soldiers and they say, hey, you have to come with us. And of course, she has no choice because women in those days, as we talked about with um, Esther, I believe was Esther we talked about just women not having any rights. Um, you were, you did whatever you were told to do. And so she got up and went, you know, probably thinking, oh, maybe he has news about my husband, or maybe he wants me to do something for my husband, or maybe it's my dad, or maybe it's my grandfather, because all of these, the men in her life mm-hmm. knew King David. And yeah. that's what I think, you know, when you look at David and just what he did, it you have to stop because you have three people connected to this woman that you're close to yet you still want to disrespect her you still want to exert um that power that you have on her um 
which is it, it's crazy when yeah. you it's crazy when the devil or when sin let me not blame the devil on this one because i think it was all David. <laughs> but when, but when you start thinking and mulling over um a, some kind of temptation right the the, the how far you'll go to get right. that one thing even though you know that it's wrong how far you'll go you don't care about who's in your way or who you'll upset or i mean can you imagine what her grandfather would have thought about hearing that king david oh forcefully seized my daughter for no reason but it just i mean I, lindsay you talk about her coming to him and it made me think yeah she's coming out of respect she's probably not even thinking anything at this point because she's hoping to that she he has something for right. her yeah right and then he betrays that trust you know that she has um sleeps with her and then sends her home well i think also um and i'm gonna try not to get angry here <laughs> because <laughs> this is infuriating to me just um you know thinking about what this woman went through with uh, with the actions of what was a godly man um a, a, a very well-known godly man um, who exerted his power over her life in such a major way, um, not just violating her, but also killed her husband. Let's not forget that he just killed her husband. So she not only has the grief of losing her husband, the grief of being raped, but then she also loses her son. She yeah. loses the, the child. Like she has to endure so much pain in a very short period yeah. of time. And that is, I just can't even, you know, fathom what she went through. And I think that's where we see, you know, a lot is not told about Bathsheba's character, who she was, what she was doing before she got into the situation. But for her to endure those three things in a sequence um, and still be able to continue after that, which we'll talk about, um, you can tell already she has that strength yeah. Um, that courage and that strength to just continue that that endurance that uh, women have the resilience that we have I see that in her character just for the mere fact that she continues on yeah I feel like you kind of see that too like when she actually sends and tells King David that she was pregnant like I feel like she could have easily not hidden it but she could have easily yeah. nobody knew um but she basically was like, look, this is what you did to me. Like, yeah, um, this is I feel like that kind of, yeah, I feel like this, it kind of gives, like, shows her picture of courage, even to speak. Like, she didn't know what David would have done when she he found out, you know what I'm saying? But she yeah. took courage and was like, no, like, this is what happened. And this is what I, I'm pregnant now. Be by yourself doing, like, going through that whole process, like, because you your husband's at a war like the war would last for months and years sometimes before a lot of these men would come home yeah I think that just that just shows like boldness and courage in my opinion yeah and no, it definitely does so ladies so that's the first part of the story and then she obviously shares as you mentioned the baby dies um and this is after David had prayed his heart out but you know what we're not talking about Shall David I? today at least <laughs> a little bit of him but um, <laughs> um the baby dies and the bible says that after the baby died he got up and you know slept with her again you know by this time she's his wife mm -hmm. so it's quote unquote legal and acceptable and that's when and this baby that she has who 
is named by God. His name is Jedediah, mm-hmm. um, but also known as King Solomon, who then becomes the wisest, after Jesus probably, the wisest man who'd ever lived. Um, and to see the kind of role that she played in his life um, is something that I'm sure we'll cover in a little bit. Yeah, there's something, though, before we um, get more into Solomon and, and that relationship, um, I think it's interesting that Bathsheba goes from being the victim in the story um, to being the queen mother, essentially. She becomes um, a woman of dignity and a woman of um, just great stature and grace as she becomes Solomon's mom. She's the one that secures Solomon's kingship. Because remember, she's not the only wife. Right. And Solomon is not David's only son. Correct. Um, so there are a couple of boys right. before Solomon, but Bathsheba is able to convince David uh, kind of, I don't know if it's on his deathbed or like as, um, as they're having a conversation. It was before that. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's not his deathbed, but like there's a conversation that they have in, in chapter 12. I have to find it, but um, where she secures Solomon's kingship. So that, um, again, that courage and that willingness to put herself aside and secure a future for her son. We saw it with Rahab. She does something that um, that really just secures her future, her son's future, um, and puts her back. It's, it's you know, a, a mark of God's redemption. Again, it's a mark of just God's hand upon her life and him saying, I see what happened, and yes, there is a price to pay, whether yours or, or David's, um, but I'm still going to redeem you. It definitely is that redemption story, and it doesn't stop at Solomon, right? It goes all the way down to where she is listed as one of the women in Jesus Christ's lineage. But, um, though... Speak of identity, she is listed as the wife of Uriah. <laughs> there is no Bathsheba. Right. Her name there. her name is not there at all, which is a shame. Um, and you wonder you wonder why it was omitted. Um it makes it does make me wonder, like, why would they omit her name? They did not omit Rahab's name. Right. You know, they, they kept Rahab there, and this is a woman who uh, it was not her choice to become the king. She was perfectly happy, you know, where she was and dragged into and then maybe later on she kind of conceded and became the wife of the king but it was not what she started off with it was not the life that she had envisioned um so it makes it makes you wonder but you know we can save that question for when we get to heaven we could talk to the the writers of the bible like why did you leave her name out (laughs) well i also i feel like the fact that she was known as the wife of uriah i feel like it's an honor to him because technically with David's mm-hmm. sin, he actually, with his like with his actions, he brought consequences on Bathsheba, and yeah. technically he brought Uriah consequences, and so Uriah was murdered, and so I feel like it's almost honoring both of them in a way because technically Bathsheba was Uriah's first wife, mm-hmm. and yep. it, I feel like the writers are honoring Uriah. Um, and I don't saying know, that's like, just no, it's not David's wife. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, David's wife. I like, no, she re- belo- she was the wife of Uriah first and foremost, and because of David's actions, the consequences played into Bathsheba and Uriah. Technically, yeah, I think you know, without getting too heavy, we see this happen to women all the time. Yeah. When a story of um, whether it's rape or sexual assault or something like that, um, where 
the woman is not believed or the woman is not seen as, um, oh, well, she, you know, she must have done something. She must have, you know, right. that's, that's a lot of what we've been taught about Bathsheba. She must have seduced him. She must have been, right. um, you know, a seductress or somebody that Why? was wild or you know willing to do it and that's not what the bible says about her that's not no. what's in there. Um, we don't see her willingness to do what david is forcing her to do essentially but we see her reverence of the king and her um you know the relationship that she must have gotten from her father and her husband as people that really respect the king she probably felt compelled, like you said, Lindsay, to just go along with it because what else is she going to do? Um, she doesn't want to be disrespectful. She doesn't want to be um, somebody that causes an issue, especially with the relationship that she knows her father and her husband had with this king. So I see Bathsheba as somebody that just was willing to take the pain, willing to, to deal with whatever it was that this was going to be for her life. And then eventually she's like, well, since I'm here, um, I need to make the best of the situation and I need to turn this around. And she is able to, like we say, secure a future um, for herself and her son. And I think this is a good time to go to Proverbs 31 because yeah. Proverbs 31, as we all know, is about that virtuous woman, that, um, that example of what we want to be, the wife of noble character and all this stuff. But it starts as the sayings of King Lemuel contained in this message, which his mother taught him. Um, a lot of Bible scholars and commentaries believe that King Lemuel is a nickname for Solomon. Um, and so he's writing as the writer of Proverbs, as we know, he's, he's the, the, the wise one, right? So he wrote the Proverbs and um, a lot of commentaries and a lot of Bible scholars believe that he's writing this in reflection on things that his mom has told him. So Bathsheba being his mother, um, she's the one telling him all of this wisdom about um, what kind of woman to look for. And you can't, let's say that this is the truth and this is, you know, what, what they believe to be true about who wrote this is true. You can't be a woman uh, with all this wisdom without having a little bit of experience in some of this stuff, right? Like right. she's advising her son, don't waste your strength on women who ruin kings. Um, she says that in verse three, Proverbs 31. And then it goes on to, to talk about um, what a woman should do. Speak up for those who cannot. She's advising her son, speak up to those for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. What would compel her to say that if not she's seen it in her own life or she's seen it, um, you know, in her years, she's seen those situations and she's now learned this is not the way to live. This is not what I want to teach my son. I don't want to teach my son to be the kind of king that could be what David just did. Right. Right. Um, and then she goes on to talk about the kind of woman that he should look for. She probably wasn't the seductress if she's able to say, don't go after women who ruin Kings, you know, um, right. she probably wasn't that kind of woman if she's able to warn her son against that kind of woman. So I think it's really interesting um, that we had this character that we don't know a lot about, but because the Bible and a lot of Bible commentaries are written by men, we're painted, we're getting a picture of her that's painting her as something that she probably was not. What do you guys get from her character? Strength. Um, I mean, you alluded to it, actually, not just alluded, but you spoke about it. Um, for her to go through what she went through, <clears throat> for her to 
one, you, you have to talk about the women who are rape victims, mm -hmm. the strength it takes to lay there while someone has their way with you. Yeah. Right. And then to get up and go out and have to act like nothing happened. Um, I'm sure she didn't share this with, of course she didn't share this with anyone. She couldn't confide in anyone. Um, kept it to herself, went through the death of her husband, mm -hmm. went through the death of, you know, while being pregnant, um, carrying this child that was out of quote unquote wedlock and out of God's will, um, carrying this child, seeing the child fall ill and eventually die. You can only, can only think about, it. I can't even begin to imagine it's awful. all the emotions and just everything that was going on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she, it, thought about suicide because like you know what let me just rid myself of the pain and the suffering um so strength that carries her through and then also to be one among many she was not the only wife it takes strength and character um to come in as the as the raped wife uh, or the the forcefully taken wife um and then have to live with or occasionally see other women who are also probably very catty. Uh, want, it, it just reminds me again of Esther. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just being this harem, but you know, it wasn't a harem over there with King David. Um, and then being able to raise up a son, it takes strength to do that and to teach him um, or at least try to teach him the right ways to go about it. So yeah, the one thing I, I definitely take away is strength. And I don't think that when I was younger, I saw it as that. Um, I saw it as this unfortunate woman who went through a lot of craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but rereading her story, reading it more in depth, reading it with uh, a new set of lenses, um, I see really strength in a woman who's determined to make sure that story, that history doesn't repeat itself or that things are different, that life looks better for her and for her son. Um, I know you mentioned that she secured the, the throne for her son, even though I believe God had already ordained that, like he was going to be uh, the next king. Yeah. But she took it upon herself to, I'm going to, well, I think Nathan reminded her, but she was like, look, God promised and you promised, um, and it takes, you know, that's what mothers, you know, I admire you and Lindsay, because that's what you do. You go to battle for your children. Yeah. Um, you cover them, you protect them, and you look out for their best interest. And that's what she was doing. Like, she knew what the promise had been. Um, and she was going to make sure that that promise was attained. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah, that's good. And then of God, I think um, just kind of going back a little bit, um, I think the way that God steps in, in this story is we haven't seen that in, you know, kind of any of the stories we've talked about so far where, you know, God was just kind of overarching, watching over and, and ensuring that his people were good. But here we see the Lord literally say to David, like, no, that was not okay. Um yeah. And I think what's interesting about that is that he doesn't acknowledge Bathsheba in that situation. He doesn't say like, and you did this, you know, he just goes right for who's responsible here and who did this. Now the, the punishment for David's sin um, is, is, 
what I would see as, you know, potentially unfair because it's her child too. Um, and she didn't deserve that, but God knew that she could endure. Um, he knew that she had a strength and a dignity, you know, about her that would allow her to move forward, even though she was going to grieve, even though, you know, this is her son, he was going to give her another son. Um, so I think God's mercy shows up here in the story um, where David doesn't deserve it. And, you know, of course, yes, Bathsheba was was part of the story, but she really doesn't deserve that treatment. Um, and I think God's mercy is upon her um, and he redeems her like we talked about before and allows her to to step into that queenship that she deserves. I mean, yeah, I echo all that. Um, one of the things that I feel like what I saw in the picture was that she walked away from being a victim. Like I feel like a lot mm. of us sometimes when things go yeah. unfairly or they don't go the way that we wanted them to, or like for instance, like her child was taken from her. It wasn't Bathsheba's fault. It was David who committed adultery with her or like yeah. raped her. We, we don't really know the full picture there, but like all of David's actions had consequences and Bathsheba had to bear the brunt of those consequences too. Mm-hmm. And so she could have easily laid down and be like, no, like I'm a victim here. Woe is me. How, you know, and she could have wallowed in that victimhood. I feel like, I feel like some of us get stuck in that. Yeah. But what you see is that she overcame it. Yeah. And I feel like the only way she would have been able to overcome it was that she had to have, like, God had to have his hand on her. Like, yeah. when she, you talked about Proverbs 31, you see twice that the fear, the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Yes. And I feel like Bathsheba had to fear the Lord. Like, she yeah. had to be a woman who feared the Lord and praised him and said, you know what? I'm not going to sit down here and wallow. I have the choice to get up <laughs> with your strength. I had the choice to get up. It's been tough. My husband has been killed. I have been pulled into a circumstance that I did not think was going to happen. Yeah. But I believe that you are with me. I believe that you are for me. Like she knew God's character and therefore she knew who she was because of God's character. Like all yeah. going back to identity once again. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also um, interesting that first the the notes that I read um, in, in my Bible commentary said that she did come from a long line of God fearing people. So she did have a relationship with God and she did, um, we don't see her pray. The story's not, you know, complete about her life, but she probably did pray and she probably did um, talk to God about everything that was going on. Um, The other thing I wanted to draw attention to is her name. We talked about how her her identity is stripped apart and she becomes the wife of this, the widow of this, the mother of that. Um, But Bathsheba, the name Bathsheba means daughter of the Come on. Yes. I don't think it's coincidence that she married Mm -mm. who she married and she was the daughter of who she was the daughter of because both of those men were, they were oath kind of men. They were like, we are going to do the right thing. We are going to, um, you know, we're going to serve the king. We're going to uphold the, the, the dignity of the position that we hold in the army or whatever um, Orion's title was. So her being daughter of the oath, I think says a lot about um, who God created her to be um, somebody that had a lot of dignity, somebody that was an upstanding person and fulfilling of her name and worthy of her name. You know, I, I think about how is this applicable today? Like, who, what is whoever's going to listen to this, these other ladies, and even gentlemen, 
um, what are they going to take away from well, it? Definitely. You know, and don't do that. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. we know we have great gentlemen, so they would never. But yeah. um, you, you know, and and we have to think about gentlemen. If you do make a mistake in life, because we are human, mm-hmm. we are, we still live in this flesh. We still have this flesh body. Um, if you do make a mistake, repent. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's what you know david does and god is merciful yeah. um david you know when nathan asked david oh there's this man and he takes a, a lamb from a poor man and whatever and he's like what should happen to that man david goes oh that man should be killed god could have been like oh okay if that's if you're gonna judge so harshly i could judge you mm-hmm. you know using this weight and measures that you're going to use on someone else and it could have been the end of him it could have been the end of his kingship right because a king who is god-fearing who's a representative of god here on earth shouldn't so yeah gentlemen if you if you have made a mistake don't beat yourself up repent and you know purpose to live a godly life moving forward yeah and, and Lindsay, like you said, for women who have gone through something as serious and something as as difficult as, you know, being raped or maybe you were unjustly, something happened at work and someone lied about you, um, accused of something. It could be anything that taints your character. Um, don't be the victim and don't play the victim forever. Yeah. You know, go to God and let him take care of whatever that is and allow you to become all of who he wants you to be, because there's a future. There's a future. Right. And, you know, the Bible says that I think it's what is it, Jeremiah? Um, I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, of hope and an expected end. There's a bright future ahead. And we must always look towards the good that God has. Um, Let the experience that we go through, let that shape us and mold us and make us stronger um, but get up but get up yeah I just want to I want to be sensitive for a second because yeah. these are hard situations to go through um yeah and, and they it, are they you are. know it's not as easy as just get up and and be better or or you know move forward no. I think what I love about Bathsheba is that we don't know how she processed what she went through but we know that she had dignity we know that she had courage. Um, and those are things that if you have gone through anything remotely like what she went through, whether it's miscarriage, becoming a widow, being yeah. raped, whatever it is, um, look for those qualities in yourself because you have them. Look for that dignity. Right. Look for that courage. Um, and and hold on to the fact that you're still here. You're still moving forward. Um, I want. I right. really want women to not feel as though uh, victimhood is something that becomes their identity um, because it's yeah. not like you were rightly saying it is not who you are and it's not something you need to hold on to but at the same time see the strength and the courage in yourself just like Bathsheba had it like um, it, it it is what got you to this point the fact that you've moved forward that's exactly um, where your similarities are allow yourself to also go through the process I mean we're saying see the strength and the courage you don't automatically jump to yeah. that so if 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 going through the process so when when um Bathsheba lost her husband there was a period of mourning that she went through 
So allow yourself to go through the process. But I think what we're trying to say is find courage. Yeah. Um, it's a gift from God. And in, in, it is. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. And, and also don't feel like you have to go it alone. Um, if you can't find strength in yourself and if you're finding a hard time uh, finding that strength in the Lord or in the word, um, there are sisters. There should, you know, if, if you do have women of God who are around you that you can lean on um, and let them pull you up, let them encourage you, let them help you take the next step um, that then propels you forward into, you know, whatever it is that God has in store for you. So the story does not end at going through something that's traumatic. And that's the, that's the high note here. We want to end on the happiness yeah. that Bathsheba yeah. becomes queen. She has this incredible son um, who becomes one of the greatest leaders that Israel has ever seen. Um, so that's all to say that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Good. That's good, girls. <laughs> good stuff. We're ending on a high note for real. Like, I know that that was a lot. That was a lot to process, a lot to talk about. But Well, and it's um, heavy, but... There's yeah. redemption and there's like daddy always brings you like he he redeems your story he steps in he defends he yeah. he is with you step by step no matter which step and process you're in like he's there that's why he I feel like that's why like Agisha was saying is like community is so important like you have to have your people around you you have to find connections because we weren't meant to do a lot of this like stuff that you walk through, we weren't meant to walk it alone. Um, and I would just encourage you to like, yeah, like get out, there, like ask, ask for help. Like if you're struggling, but I mean that high note, like we're saying is like, that's not your identity. You are so loved, you're beloved and you get to, you get to come up out of that. And um, I feel like that's where your story just begins, so to speak. Yeah. That's so good. Imagine like, becoming queen you know her story right? began it just began when this all happened we didn't know who she was yeah. before that no right she could have been just the woman the whole time <laughs> like yeah. they referred to an 11 like hello <laughs> but now look yeah. she's, she's one of five women she's queen Bathsheba. of jesus so yeah 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 it's all awesome. good and i I wouldn't go out on the limb and I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see if we get this in, but I want to go out on the limb and ask any of the women, um, if anyone has a story, um, not just redemption, but going through something traumatic and then you came out on the other yeah, end. Sorry, like if you have a story that can encourage someone else, please share it with us on Instagram or, you know, DM us mm-hmm. arrow.women or send us a message on Facebook, our women podcast, um, yeah, because we would love to revisit it. We would love to um, just kind of rejoice in your coming out. And if you're struggling with something and you need someone to just kind of pray with or just lift you up to hold your hand, hey, that's what we're here yeah. for. Yeah, I feel like that's what that was our heart behind all this was talking about the women in the Bible and showing a different light of their story for a lot of them who aren't talking about but. Our hearts really are for us to be a community for you guys to come to and like testimonies, like testimonies build other people up to get through other circumstances that you don't know what they're walking through. Mm-hmm. But we're also here, like we're prayer warriors. And so we're here for you guys. If you just need to be prayed over, we want daddy to speak through it. We want his hand on it. And part of that is praying over people and just welcoming and rejoicing with them. 
Um, and I think the last point that I want to make about this story is, you know, the reason why we focus on the women of the Bible is to show us that we have sisters from way back when who went through yeah. the same things. They went through the same things that we're going through today. Um, and right now in culture, there's a lot of sexual assault. There's a lot of rape. There's a lot of just men not knowing um, how to how to act, <laughs> you know, um, and it's it's really disheartening. But we see that the same culture of rape and, and of sexual assault was present in the Bible. Bathsheba, um, Tamar, who we can talk about on a later episode, and even miscarriages, even barrenness, all of these situations that we have today. There's Hannah, yeah. there's, you know, there's so many women in the Bible who have yeah. lived through and gone through what you might be going through today. So as we're learning about them, just understand that you're not alone. Yeah. So who are we talking about next? I say Ooh. just go with Tamar. She's the next chapter, ladies. Oh, uh, but that's heavy too. <laughs> Let me it up we, need to, we need to have a brighter note. That, that's true. That's true. You're right. That you're right. Is, yeah, that's another, that's another heavy hitter. So um, I would love to brighten it up a little bit and talk about um, is there a woman that you guys are just so inspired by and encouraged by um, and whose story we can talk about in a light sort of episode? Are we going to seek an Old Testament or New Testament? We can jump. We've been in Old Testament for a while. I was going to say Mary Magdalene Ooh. or Hannah. I was going to go with Mary too. So Mary it is. Mary Magdalene. Let's do her next. Ooh, that's so good. Talk about like your identity and not being <laughs> Look, what people think I you think are. That, I think that one's going to be heavy too. But I don't know. Yeah. I think that one's more encouraging. It, it gives us a lot about Jesus. So I want to do that one. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So Mary yeah, Magdalene, Mary- we got her next. Yay. 